Did you see how many freaking cars he had? Yeah. He like, had 10 cars. It's like the Peterson Museum in L.A. Yes, yes. Yeah, and like he looked at it and it was number nine. It took a while for Alfred to be like, I'll check the cars, I'll put the detector on. And then Alfred did, you know, went out there and kind of was James Bond-esque or what, you know, he was he was his Robin. Alfred to, was, he was his Robin Alfred today. was the hero. Yes, he was his Robin. Um, he definitely, I mean, he saved the freaking day. Batman, Bruce Wayne was extremely lucky to have survived this. Definitely. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the Pelican Pod. How are you tonight? <laughs> it's good. This is a good one. This, yeah. This yeah. was um, season one, episode 23. If you're following along on HBO Max, uh, The Forgotten. And it was another different type of Batman episode. Two in a row, in a way, with the... Uh, the it's last... almost three in a row. Yeah, because the sewer, the, 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 sewer the sewer king, and then the um, the episode POV, and then tonight with the forgotten. I like this one the most out of the three. You noticed in the past three episodes, who is Batman? And in the um, orphan episode with Frog, you see the story. <laughs> You see the story told by Frog, but it's his perspective. You know, um, he's seeing himself back when he was an orphan. Yes, okay. yes. And then in POV, we see Batman um, through the perspective um, of other people, like the police. Okay. And then this one. Um, we see Batman um, as, uh, again, it brought another issue of homelessness up. Yes. Again, tying it back to the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually get to see him through the eyes of a mortal man when he takes uh, the name Gaff Morgan. So, Who's the mortal man? You understand? His name's Gaff. Morgan. <laughs> is that the big guy? No, Gaff Morgan is the name Batman took on. Oh my goodness. So his uh the uh man that totally flew over my head like I didn't pick up on that detail. I didn't even like uh uh delve into it at all in my mind or anything. So when he got when he uh, dressed up like not the worst looking homeless guy, but you know, the, you That's know, what I was going to that's what I was gonna say. It looked like he was gonna go out on a yacht. Yeah, with his right hair, he looked pretty. Silly. And he took his uh, Rude, uh, Studebaker car, so he did not like drive down in some unfancy vehicle. But he definitely went into like the uh, the the uh, I guess the bad part of town where you can get uh, accosted and just taken to some western <laughs> western location. Uh, which I don't know the how. Jack Street uh, scrapeyard. <laughs> how far? 
How far did they have to take these people where they were mining yeah, for what gold? I to know too. Like they were in the desert. Yeah, it was in the de- totally different climate. Totally, I mean, we're talking. I'm thinking multiple hours of flying. Uh, it, it would seem, but let's get started. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the top. We're going to get through all this. This was a good episode for sure. Um, what the Western music? This is my. This is the. Uh, I love the music uh, throughout. It's it's not up there uh, as much as with the uh, the one Joker episode, um, but this one is is second on my list so far. Like there was definitely a theme. And uh, it came back, and it it was powerful throughout. I loved the music. Um, there, I, I I joked about this with Henry a little bit too, like the symbolism. of Did you notice the two pigeons? And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. When, when I I don't know if there's any symbolism with the two pigeons, but like I'm just it was just it's just funny. We're not watching these shows with like trying to pick up like on what's like what symbology there might be in any type of uh, any type of. Uh, artistry that's shown on the screen but i didn't i i made note of the two pigeons like why was there two pigeons flying was that what was there any meaning they did fly at the end of the episode as well i don't know enough about pigeons and their symbology to like decipher it on my own but i just took note of that um but speaking of symbolism this is the thing that blew my mind this episode did you see this uh, stray black cat? Yeah, yes, the stray black cat. He is that like Catwoman? That's a great. And um, you asked to uh, bring up. So I started freaking out about it. I'm like, my God, that's got to be Catwoman. You asked me to bring like two or three items from uh, the uh, bonus pod with Henry, and that was yeah, one. That yeah. was one of them that he wanted me to bring. And he asked. The oh, same, he did. He asked. He goes. He asked the same question. He's like, "Who was that cat? Was that Catwoman?" Um. So, but right not, on me. Right. The, and I was like, "I bet Patty's gonna love that." Bruce volunteering at a mission, uh, the Dock Street <laughs> Rescue Mission. Again, more merch opportunities. The Dock Street Rescue <laughs> Mission. But, but this showed. I you mean, what do you say? I said you and your merch. You've got a million ideas and for I, it. Well, it's anything that's kind of got like some some street name that you can turn into like a um, yes, a, a, like a, a a hoodie or a, a coffee mug, um, or maybe stickers for your uh, um, what's the all the rage um, water bottles all these great. days. Oh. Stanley Cups? The Stanley Cups. There's enough real estate on those Stanley Cups for stickers, so we can have a bunch of stickers made. Um, but that was, you know, that was showing his uh, philanthropic side, and he's actually not just donating money, but he was down there helping out. Um, a lot of Bruce Wayne in this show. Uh, I mean, obviously, Batman is at the end, and, you know, there's a, a lot of, of probably to talk about him rediscovering himself as Batman to come, but just uh, setting the stage for this. Missing homeless is not big news, and you know what I'm thinking. Where's Summer Gleason? Where's Summer you Gleason? Summer Gleason. <laughs> Where's Summer Gleason? Why isn't she out on the street corner saying there's missing men in the in the you know in Gotham? They're getting taken. There's volunteers. I mean, it, I just I'm I'm kind of. Um, between the police being so, uh, uh, what's the term? Uh, just uh, 
the police just not having the any. The police are useless. The police are, as, as much as we're probably going to learn how great Commissioner Gordon is at some point in this series, he is not leading a really strong crop of police. And then for the, uh, for the, and then to have the, um, the press fall down on the job as well. I'm just a little disheartened, but I'm just poking fun. But uh, where is Summer Gleason? <laughs> and then, so then he's got this great idea. Bruce puts on white hair, dyes his hair white, and it stays white for the rest of the episode. <laughs> this is the best hair dye in on the on the uh, on the shelves. I, mean, I guess Bruce can afford the best, right? Well, that costume was legit. Like he didn't look anything like Batman. No, he, he looked did good. a good job. He looked good. He didn't look anything like Bruce Wayne. He kicks the two guys' butts originally, but then forgets about him, and they gets distracted by the black cat. Yes, and, I'm telling you, I'm gonna flip out if it's Catwoman. But Catwoman's not a cat. She turns into yes, yeah, she does. She turns into a cat. From remember, they took a lot from. Tim Burton series, Batman, and then Batman Returns. I'm out. I, I, oh, but this, but this is where I like depart from. Remember, I talked about like the fantastical beasts that Batman does like have to battle with at some point. But everyone, you know, it's more of an earthy, gritty, uh, city-based, you know, crime, you know, criminals. Um, if if Catwoman can morph into a cat and back again, I'm out. I'm not out for forever. I'm just saying, like, I I'm not gonna like that character as much if she can turn into a cat like on demand. It could just be, it could just be symbolism. Of oh yeah, yeah. Come. That's I mean the symbology, you know? the symbolism of it is definitely something that I wanna I wanna pour into here. Like he stares at it. He doesn't necessarily smile. I would say, but it allows the other goon to get back up and clobber him over the head. And what the hell was Batman thinking? And Bruce Wayne thinking, uh, going down there doesn't tell Alfred that he's going on this like ultra secret mission. Goes down there, beats these two thugs up, and then doesn't even take care of looking behind his back. He is a very, very lucky man. Well, that comes back to what I had said with these three episodes. Like this one is pretty much who the the last one is the one we're talking about is who is Batman without his suit? Like that's one of the you know pressing issues. Like um, from the if we're taking the last three episodes as an arc, an existential question: yeah. Who is Batman without his suit? And can I ask you? Um, what do the police do? Like, like with the fact when the priest, <laughs> the priest had to go to um, Bruce Wayne, right? And that's why Bruce went and did this. But he went on this mission for him. Yeah. But like uh, the priest is like, it's not marked high on their priority list, which unfortunately it's a huge issue, homelessness, you know? So, uh, but anyway, we don't need to get into that. But w- so what do they do? They they don't do anything. Like Batman takes care of all the crime. So they can't even follow up with the homeless people. 
Yeah, there's. I mean, there's some. That's why it's 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 bizarre that, like I said, with like why doesn't you know what I thought maybe one of his thoughts was when he heard and it's not big news that he's like, well, I've got a contact down there, Summer Gleason. You know, I thought like I thought you know do two do two things at once, like call Summer Gleason, say hey, do a story on the homeless. Uh, you know, I'll meet you for dinner, um, and then I'm gonna go do this uh, special ops you know, hidden, you know, secret identity uh, and see where the red pill, take the red pill and see where it takes me. He wakes up shackled to a bed with no memory. None. No matter, he is extremely lucky. And by the way, we meet two other characters there, Dan Riley, who was the other guy who worked at the mission. And then this this uh, other guy, Salvo Smith, he said his name, Salvo Smith, who brings the comedy, right? He's the comedy relief guy yeah, with all Dan, his jokes. Dan Riley, I I really liked his character, but that um, Salvo Smith. What's his name? Oh, Salvo Smith. I first of all, I hate redheads. <laughs> Secondly, I mean, the jokes sucked. Like I sat down with his jokes. He just annoyed me so much. First break I had all day, but. It, <laughs> But I was thinking about how lucky they were. I mean, how lucky the uh, the criminal enterprise was that here they got Bruce and Riley pulling all this weight, quite literally, and then they have this little tiny homeless guy tossing jokes and making fun. Like, I mean, Bruce is built like like a horse, you know, and he's he's they're working hard on it in there. Like both of those he, guys, both of those guys were jacked. I they mean, were jacked and they were doing hard work, hard labor, and then they also have this other kind of scrawny, you know, homeless guy, formerly homeless, glad to have a job guy uh, that unfortunately doesn't pay. But it was just a, it was a funny combination. It was definitely different, and they kind of had like a little sitcom type, um, you know, uh, repartee going on. You know, they definitely did. I. I was not a fan of the red hat. Then the oversized, oversized, obese villain. <laughs> Eating like a yeah. cartoon character out of 1940s uh, uh, Disney. You know, like the, uh, the the Jack and the Beanstalk, Mickey and the Beanstalk, the, you know, the, the the big guy up at the top are eating all the succotash and... Uh, in one of the, the, the Christmas Carol, Disney's Mickey's Christmas Carol or something like just like oversized. And then we even see a view, a point of view of him eating a burger from his mouth perspective. Oh, I know. It was I just, know. It was, and it was, I mean, he's obviously a bad guy. Like, I mean, like they, they, I mean, he was like one of the worst people in the world. Um, here That's he's, I these are all one offs. Like, I feel like this was the character development of who really is Batman from perspectives of, um, like, his inner child, right? Yeah, let's get there. And the perspective of the police, and then also, who is he on his own without the Batsuit? Like, these are all huge pieces that needed to come together. But the villains... The problem is it's hard to get attached to a villain, um, you know, like, and make them truly memorable. You know what I'm saying? Without them being like the, in the, uh, the more, um, creature like the Joker, the, the, uh, Poison Ivy, Bane, 
those are the ones. And that's another comment right. that, that Henry made. He's like, hey, these are just normal people. This is another episode where it's just about like normal, normal bad guys, normal, you know, street thug type people. So that's point number two. Let's get to the nightmare. Because I think oh, that yeah. the nightmare sequence. Oh, just, before you get to the nightmare, can, the last two episodes, he now he's been captured two times. He was, he was captured in the last episode and hung up on the um, from the rafters. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They played it off and said, you know, um, the whole boss thing, you know, that he was waiting for the boss. Yeah, he wanted to find out who the boss was before he cut himself Which loose. Which made sense. But now this, how did they capture him? Like it showed, it's, there must be some sort of confidence when putting on that suit. Are you talking you know, about in this episode or last episode? Like in general, because he is like an average man named Gaff Morgan. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So t- um, you mean to uh, how did they capture him? They knocked him out though in this episode. Well, they knocked him out with like a a stick, like well, one of those the billy club. Batons. Well, the billy club, yeah. Knocked yeah, out and, and, and took away his memory and, and, and shackled him to this thing. And now he's working hard. He doesn't know who he is. And he has this nightmare. And I think this nightmare itself could be like its own sh- mini, sh- like a, if this was the Sopranos, this would have been an episode in of itself. Remember the uh, dream sequence when yeah. he was, uh, when he was um, almost, he almost passed in the beginning of the like last episode season, uh, Tony Soprano. Um, and, uh, Bruce Wayne's nightmare. He sees himself in different ways from these funny mirrors. And then he turns, then he's being laughed at by himself. And then the, he turns into the Joker. The Joker pulls him through the mirror. Then the Joker pulls him through the mirror. Um, and then he lands. Almost and, to the death. Like it looked like I thought like it was going to stop there, you know, like before he hit the la- uh, the ground. Like they say, that happens in your dreams. Like you can never Pass. die in dreams. You always wake up right before, like if, if the impact or, you know, the final piece. I, I mean, because it, well, yeah, because it would scare you to to wake up. Uh, you know, that makes yeah, sense, right? Yeah, you not like a nightmare. Yeah, jar you to wake up. All these, and then he, then he's on the streets of Gotham, and the homeless come up to him, and he starts giving out money, and then so many homeless come up to him. There's so many people that are bombarding him for help that he like all of a sudden like has a panic attack in there, and then we start seeing a tear form in his eye, and then he because w- he can't help that he can't help them all. He can't help them all, and then he wakes up with like in a, like just wakes up like out of breath, like gasping for you know air. Um, pretty powerful sequence there. The Joker was huge in that. I thought is the Joker his ultimate. His ultimate villain is that is that solidify him or at least currently? Obviously, we've only seen uh, like, this is episode under, eight like, in you order. Complete me. Yeah, you complete me, Batman, pretty much. So that's why he's um, his arch nemesis, the main character that that the two of them have a lot in common. I think what they they say is that they believe. Um, the villains especially I believe the difference between themselves like the Joker or whatever and Batman um, is the fact that like basically that one of them had a bad day 
you know, and their whole life tunneled from that point. He, you get what I'm saying? No, no, I do. I do. And one other thing that, um, that Henry mentioned was he's had the chance to kill Joker and he hasn't. And is that starting to like, is that starting to like nod him? Cause like, he's now having nightmares about him. You know, like he's had oh, oppor- right. he's had opportunities to you know, like eliminate this problem, and because this of his, be- to everyone because of his but ethos. It, I think again, it brings it back to that he's conflicted with his moral code, his compass. Yeah, he doesn't he couldn't kill. Get himself, and you know, he couldn't. He could never look at himself the same way again. And he has to live yeah. with he has to live the with though as a result, like these nightmare scenarios. Um, and even maybe like him walking, you know, it was like four or five different variations of the funny mirror, and he saw four or five different like views of himself. And I think it's a fair interpretation. Him, he's like he doesn't know, he doesn't recognize himself, he doesn't know who he really even is. Oh, oh, I like that. And perhaps when he then he turns and then he's being laughed at by you know the official Bruce Wayne that's like in all, you know. Um, dressed up and is like the kind of the epitome of Bruce Wayne and he's being laughed at by himself and then uh, you know then he morphs into like the Joker like to go into the you complete me he like needs a villain maybe to that defines him or he's being defined by villains oh I love that good stuff I mean just really good uh-huh. really good moment there um, I, once he's now he's now back into what they call the oven uh, the cell, um, and with this horrific fat man who's willing to like put people to death, um, you know he probably could make enough money, you know, mining for gold and pay these people. I like I don't know exactly the like the criminal enterprise that he's pulling off here, you know, five thousand miles from from Gotham where he's got to pull these people and and put them in these uh, work camps and mine for gold because I mean that's a lot of effort. Uh, he finally remembers that he's Batman um, through another sequence um, where he gets triggered by my family. And he starts remembering uh, the Wayne family. We see that, you know, the sign, we see his dad tossing him up in the air when he's a kid and his mother's right there next to him. And there's that visual of bats flying through. And then, like, he actually said he lost his family, and then you hear him say, like, it gets lighter and lighter as it goes around, you know, um, family, family, family. And again, it brings us back to the fact that he is an orphan. I'm telling you, this has a lot to do with it, and that's why these three episodes were so important. And they go in that order. Granted, I'm I'm ready, I'm ready to move past some of this. Uh, you know, um, these episodes and move more into the uh, traditional villains. Traditional villains. We well, and we've talked about this already on the pod. And for those that have been listening from the beginning, this is our eighth episode of the pod, going in order of production. Like how much, since it's episodic and not a serial uh, program by design, and because of that was the nature of the television audience at the time. Um, they, you know, it wasn't just accepting to like, oh yeah, I'm going to have 65 episodes that I have to watch in specific order. Um, whether or not we were going to see character development and we are, we are, uh, 
episode by episode there's like you know maybe that's how they treat these one like we're using the term one-off probably inappropriately but i know we, we know what we're saying here on this pod at least like here's a one-off isn't it inappropriately well one-off in the sense that it doesn't even build into the broader he, they're one-off villains but they're not one-offs in the sense like he, they are building into the background maybe these one-off villains are being are the vehicles to be used to build uh the character it's development yeah definitely and that's why that's why i say one-off i mean be you know like they had to keep the, the character couldn't be somebody like the joker no they, or the yeah, they needed to have a throwaway villain yeah and like we've seen like the these like prototypical uh, Italian street thugs or, you know, I don't know what this guy was this time. And by the way, what a horrible guy to work for. Even like his hapless helpers, like they're like, like they have to fight Batman and he makes them, um, you know, turn off the light in the, like, let's see if this guy can fight in the dark. Like he's a bat. Like, what are you doing? And I think there's, there's this one episode, there was this one guy when he was like, his one like last guy who was kind of standing by him um, just seemed to be a regular worker. You know what I mean? Like he, he was just like Miller Johnson, are you guys okay? You know, he's, he's, he's almost like, too, I felt for that guy. And then he's like, okay, now fight the Batman. He goes up there with a the baseball bat and gets his butt whooped, you know? And um, I don't know why they chased him into the mine. Uh, well, I love what Riley says to him. Um, maybe uh, you were some kind of fighter. You oh, know, yeah. you used to be a fighter. So that was okay. So now, so he finally remembers that he's Batman, and he's able to kick the cell out and open up, you know, and walk and get out, and then he starts running. It was kind of funny to see him run. Didn't it seem like he was running really slowly? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it must have just been, uh, one, one, he should be exhausted. He's been working on a, uh, on a gold but mine. It's slow. Like, he, I, I think that was more like the limitations of the graphics at the time, but, uh, he was able to outrun them. He climbs and scales those rocks. Like, anyone who was witnessing that should have been like, this guy, you know, this is an all star athlete here. This is like an all pro linebacker for like, you know, the New York Giants or something. Like, this is like a, this guy's a superstar. Like we, like who are we battling here? Alfred though comes flying in with the bat plane. And, the bat jet, like the bat jet, right? You want, you want to call it the bat jet? It's one. It was a bat, bat plane, bat jet, something, and and he lands. I think that's what call a bat wing. I'm not sure though. No, I and I there was actually a character named Batwing. Um, oh. So there, but yeah, I would. I'm, they didn't come up with. They didn't call it anything in this show, but it was definitely. I wanted to like what I call it a bat jet, probably. Um, but my my research. How dope was that though? That was that cool. It was really cool. That was so dope. It was almost like a mini Star Wars like portion of the show where he's flying in between all these uh, uh, all these rock uh, rock outcrops landing, and then he finally lands it when he falls out and says, "I claim this land for Spain," which is like yes. A, which was an odd remark. Um, and then Batman, Batman, what did Batman say? He's like, oh my, for, for, for goodness sake. But he must have been so relieved. Like, again, he was so lucky. Absolutely 
lucky to have survived this entire episode. Um, you know, because he did not acknowledge, you know, it took a long time for Alfred to even uh, start looking for the missing car, right? Like, he, you know, he he had no idea that uh, he had left and he had dressed up and, like, done this stuff. And then, you know, well, this exactly. Go- and, yeah, and exactly. Um, like, when he was asking the bat jet or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, and tells it to land and gets, he gets so mad. He's like, that- oh, we can't land gotta save Batman and um the like the area, you know, is too confined and he's like, Listen, you uh, bucket of uh bolts <laughs> <laughs> and and the Batwing the or, or whatever, um the jet. Well whatever, it's your funeral. Did oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what that? the, that's yeah, that's what the bat plane said back to him back to um Alfred, yeah, yeah, it's your funeral if you want to force me to land here. Um, Wasn't Alfred like? I felt like he was some sort of ninja in this one. Like he was putting the GPS locator under the car. Like, I mean, I don't even know if he's ever left the house before. Like, and now all of a sudden, like, I mean, he was really like. He was out there solving solving the problem, and it maybe Batman needs a Robin. Maybe Batman needs a Robin. That's all I'm going to have to say. Oh, that this, is a valid point. This is where Robin, you know, I could imagine like off scene at the end of this episode, at the end of the day, they're, they're drinking tea overlooking the view from their uh, huge uh, castle overlooking uh, the city of Gotham. And, and Alfred's like, sir, um, I'm not going to do that again for you. You know, you didn't tell me where to where I left, where you left to. I'm worried about you all day, but I I'm just not built to to do all this stuff. Uh, maybe you need a friend to help you. Um, and I love when he's like, um, only vampires love daylight more than Batman. <laughs> yeah, that I was... love that that Alfred says that. Yeah, because he's like, how is he not here? The only person like he would definitely be home at by the by sun by uh, sunrise because you know Batman does not like the light. Um, that explosion was huge in the mine, and all of those people that were still in there, all of those hapless helpers from helping this big overly obese man, uh, st- like set up these slave work camps and and mine for gold somewhere some distance away from Gotham. They are all gone. That was an explosion that it would not be able to be survived. Um, just so basically there, were, there were a lot of fatalities, is what you're saying, and they just didn't bring it up. And not Batman. Batman didn't kill them. Batman didn't kill them. No, but, you know, but... a lot of. I mean, this is where Summer Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so far away that like it's not whatever state or you know whatever region of the nation that Gotham is in. Like it's not even in that region. So like I don't know who's covering it from what from what perspective. But like all those people that were working for him are gone, and then I'm not sure how many. Um, of the other helpers would have survived that blast, although it was kind of limited to the mine. But we're back then at the mission, the Dock Street, um, the Dock Street Rescue Mission in Gotham, and these guys are like, oh, "Yeah, we can help you out." You know, Bruce. They didn't even know he was Bruce. And Master Bruce, and they're like, "Master Bruce." They didn't recognize him. Yeah. 
Even with and the white hair, that, even with the white hair gone. And that Salvo guy, he's like, maybe I'll lose my memory and wake up a millionaire too. Yeah, which was comical. I mean, that was that guy's last joke of the of the show. Uh, find some work yeah. that pays. Maybe I can find some work that pays this time. I thought it was interesting that he said that he his company, he, he um, which I didn't pick up on previous episodes or in any of the imagery so far. He referred to it as Wayne Tech Enterprises. I I wrote that down too. Wayne Tech. I wrote that Wayne Tech Enterprises. I was like, what's up with that? Yeah, and I, I mean, Wayne Enterprises has a smooth, smooth sound to it. It's something we saw in the Nolan universe. I think it was known as Wayne Enterprises. Um, I'm not. But I've I'm never not, heard it called Tech Enterprises. I'm not before. against it being called Wayne Tech Enterprises. You know, it's like you know, sometimes you have to change your name to, to kind of regrow. And and I could see there being offshoots. You know, like I like the idea of there being buyouts and like corporate takeovers and stuff that we saw in the Nolan universe happening too. And he has to buy it back. And sometimes you have to like, you know, come up with a new name and stuff like that. But that was something to note. It was known as Wayne tech enterprises in this universe, at least as of right now. I noticed, you know, I did notice that. And now that's a merch. I didn't <laughs> Wayne tech enterprises. I would love to see a logo for it. I want to see how, what the Wayne tech enterprises, uh, logo is. Um, you know, is that one word combined with like a big W, big T? Is it Wayne Space Tech? Is it short for technology? You know, what 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 is he referring to there? I do. It's got to be hard to be Bruce when you know you start out at this mission. You probably you know you probably fund this mission in many ways, the Dock Street uh, Rescue Mission, um, and then you do this, you're, you know, you're selfless in a way, you have all this money and you try to give, a, you have a philanthropic side to yourself. But then your butler shows up and calls you Master Bruce. I know. I, I didn't think they needed to do that. In front of your friends. But, and, one right. of them's, and, one of, and one of them's homeless. <laughs> you know, like, you can't rub it in more than that, right? Right. So, I, I mean, Batman, so he, and it is you know the aloofness of batman comes in into in the nolan universe specifically too like he's he needs to keep his playboy uh he has to be a playboy persona. so like what do you say his persona yeah he has to be a playboy he can't be a hero or people are going to re- realize he's batman i don't think he minds being known as a playboy though we haven't seen any relationships develop yet, but I no, feel but, like that's but, on the horizon. Okay, yeah, but like of like a playboy, not just in the womanizing aspect of it, but just in the carelessness of it. And oh he, yeah, and here he is working at the rescue mission, you know. And those two guys, one of them's you know the the redhead homeless guy, and then the other you know bigger guy, Mister Dan Riley, I think his name was. Uh, yeah, Dan Riley. Where did uh, the white-haired the guy that ran off go to? And man, he looks a lot like Bruce Wayne. You know, I would think that those guys got to know him pretty well, and may be like, "Oh, you're you were Bruce." I mean, obviously, you were Bruce Wayne all along. Uh, they realized that at the end, they didn't recognize Bruce Wayne as the richest guy in Gotham. But like, okay, that was Bruce Wayne. Hey, that, maybe he was Batman. I would think those would be the guys that would be like. 
Remember when that guy went missing and he's got similar build, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, maybe that's, maybe, maybe we just cracked Batman. We but, just cracked uh, Batman. We just cracked the, the mystery of Batman. Did you have other notes? Oh, well, I was going to say, um, I liked when, um, the boss, he was like, don't let me drown. And he's like, when you taste the prison food, oh, yeah. you'll wish. <laughs> you wish you had. Well, that that was an awesome flume ride with that, you know, uh, to end that show too. I mean, then the the right before the blast, uh, in that mine, right. they ride the flume and they go flying into that uh, pool. Um, cool visual. Oh, I, Good. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, talk about your visual first. No, I was just saying that was a cool visual of him falling in, like, head over heels. Like, I'm wondering, you can't really tell it's water. I'm assuming it's water because it's water falling, coming out of the mine. But then Batman kind of with his controlled fall, you know, going in after him was just a cool visual. Right. I wanted to know $1,000 from the man uh, who kills Batman. Like, Really? It was only a thousand dollars back then. <laughs> Wait, Did which... you catch that? He offers a thousand dollars to kill Batman. Yeah, the boss was like a thousand dollars to the man who kills Batman. Yeah, there's been a lot of inflation since '92, right? <laughs> Apparently, you, know? you can't even put a hit out on people. Yeah, and, and uh, the uh, this was an over the top bad a human as well. Um, with uh this this obese guy, um, you know, just he was on. There was no. Yeah, he had size to Batman though. Like he he wasn't crafty, but he wasn't crafty. He wasn't crafty at all. Oh, he definitely wasn't crafty. He didn't. I mean, he didn't have a broad vision. Even like he wasn't a good schemer. Where you know, like he had this huge plan. He just wanted basically the money, you know, and like that's that's the problem with the character development. And I'm calling these one offs, and now to write them off as one offs, I just feel like it's it's necessary for the story. They're one off villains. I want, yeah, I guess I'm trying to clarify from my own perspective. Like it's they're one off villains, but and they're being they're vehicles for us to to learn more about Batman because there's no time when we're fighting the uh Joker, uh the Riddler to come, you know, Bane to come, you know, all exactly. the all these others that we're gonna be focusing more on their genesis, you know, where they came from and battling than the any type of battles between those two where we can't just spend twenty minutes learning more about Batman's fears. Right, right, right. That's hilarious. <laughs> you really can't. No. Like they're too they're too concentrated on the villain as well. And I do have an appreciation for these episodes because I did learn a lot about him and I was able to reflect upon it. But I'm ready for something new and I, I feel like the next three are going to pop off yeah the next three are definitely going to pop off did you have any other notes on this one um i don't think so i'm gonna blow your mind before what? We, i'm gonna blow your mind before we leave this one and this is blow my mind this is the third this, this is the third one from henry for today's episode yeah he, uh, he spotted this live at the time 
and then we we're pretty damn sure that if you pause the screen at like 40 seconds left in the show right before the credits come on and uh, uh and they're driving over the bridge uh they leave the rescue mission the dock street rescue mission in their uh vehicle and the man bat is visible under the bridge right at the center pier really yeah he he is visible and we looked again we watched it a couple times there the 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 pigeons return to come through the screen and it could be the shadow of the pigeons but man it doesn't look like that like i would not put money on it being the shadow effect from the pigeons it, it doesn't make sense spatially and it doesn't make sense uh from a like a from a shape perspective and it looks definitively like the man bat is underneath the bridge so take a look at that go back and rewind yeah and henry wanted to take credit for that one i'll let him gladly take credit for that one definitely that was like he's, he's, no he's doing a really good job and he's picking up on those things I and mean, he's got his perspective I love obviously the fresh, i love the fresh perspective because you definitely need it to balance it out yeah, not only we have fresh perspectives, we have fresh perspectives in the sense that we've never seen the show before, but we've been watching Batman for, you know, 30 years plus in different various forms and he's this is his, you know, he's only 11 years old, so he's only he's only seen it for a few years. So uh that's even more fresh. The next episode Be a clown it's season one, episode 11 on HBO Max, and it's the return of the Joker. Yes. Which makes you think, yes. I mean, think about the order of, makes, and I wanted to bring that up too. Remember, every other. Well, every, it's every, uh, the third, it's the third time of the Joker in potentially in the first nine episodes in order of, of production, which is how we're watching this. But he just had a nightmare sequence. Where the Joker appears, and that's why it has to be brought in. Yeah, so like if we, if there was any semblance of order, th- that makes sense, even though it wasn't shown in this order, and that's why we're jumping around from twenty three to now. Like this was season one, episode twenty three, uh, in order of pro- uh, shown on television, and the order on HBO Max. Now we're jumping. Now we're jumping to. Now we're jumping down to season one, episode eleven. But that's how they were produced, and we're sticking to that. And I'm happy we're sticking with that right now. Me too. Me too. Well, this was a great, uh, great episode uh, of Batman: The Animated Series. It was season one, episode twenty-three on HBO Max, The Forgotten. Up next is season one, episode eleven, "Be a Clown." Patty, thank you for joining the Pelican Pod. Yeah, and I wonder if Gaff Morgan is going to have a return. 